Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Hey, could we have... Can we have all of our veterans please stand? We want to thank you today. Come on, give it up for us. Thank you. And today is the 243rd birthday anniversary of the Marine Corps, U.S. Marine Corps. How about our Marine Corps? Go ahead, Marines, stand up. A little extra stand up for our Marines. There you go, there you go. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. We thank you. We thank you. And uh, we make it a habit, and you should too, uh, when we're in stores and different places and veterans wearing their hats or we see a bumper sticker or whatever, we thank them, and we never forget what they have done for us. Amen? Amen. Well, welcome to church and church days. Church days affect the rest of your days. And uh, we're going to dive in this morning and uh, get into some good things in the Word that are going to help every one of us. Can I have all of us stand? We're going to pray together. I know, uh, veterans, you just stood, but y'all are used to training, okay? (laughs) So let's lift our hands to the Lord. Could we do that? Lord, thank you. Thank you that as we gather today in your name, you promise to be right here in the midst of us. Thank you for every person. You know every person. You know what they're dealing with. You know what they're happy about. You know what they're very worried about. You know that news that has come to them and and what they're kind of waiting on. And you know all those things. And you are greater. And I'm just asking you in this time and this place to touch them, to help them. Help me, Lord, through the teaching of your word to equip them today. And I just thank you, Lord, for a fresh touch for every one of us from you pray that when everything is said and done today, that you, Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to this church, that you'd be pleased, that you'd be honored, and that these, your people, every single one of them would be helped today. And that's our prayer in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen Amen. and amen. Help me welcome our online campus, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. And let's welcome our East Campus as well. Come on, a big welcome. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I want to dive right into our series on anti-anxiety. How many of you have ever heard of anxiety? Well, let me just tell you that around here, we are anti-anxiety, okay? We're against this, and we can be, and there is something we can do about this. And if you're dealing with anxiety, you're not alone, and, uh, and you're not beyond help. And uh, we want to clear some things up and give you some tools and weapons to really uh, help you with this as well. And uh, speaking of anxiety, wow, what a week. What a week. You know, another mass shooting, fires that are going on in California. And can you do this? Pray, y'all pray. And it matters. It counts. And, and be careful that you don't just separate yourself from it. Oh, wow, that's California. Wow, that's Pittsburgh. What? Don't separate yourself out that way. I, I practice this. I pray for people in a situation like I would hope someone would pray for me if I was in that situation. 
And so be lifting them up in prayer. And, and just watching all of that, you know, is, uh, can really stir some, some anxiety within you. And then uh, guess what else gives you anxiety? Elections. <laughs> Enough said. So let's, let's dive in uh, today, and I just want to share with you uh, two powerful principles I shared with you in closing last week. Uh, get a hold of these, and you can fight your way through about anything. And uh, we're going to expand and expound on these. And the first one we shared with you last week was this. Give it over to God. Come on, everybody read that with me. Give it over to God. Now, this first assumes that you believe God is able to handle your, your issue. That he is great and big and awesome and strong and wise, and he's able. Anybody here believe God is able? Again, going back to churches as a, as a childhood, I remember, you know, being in my little youth group. I think there were six of us, and there was a picture of Jesus on the wall, and he's wearing a long white robe, and is really starched, and he's holding a little lamb, and he looked very stressed out. So as a little guy, you know, watching that, I thought, I don't dare tell him my problems. He's going through enough already. <laughs> And I think sometimes we grow up with that thought that either God's not present or God's not able. And I want you to know he was both present and able and willing. And so what you and I must do is give it to God. Give what to God, Pastor? What, what is it that's keeping you up at night? What is the thing that's bothering you, the weighing on you? You need to give that over to God. Can I get an amen? amen. Secondly would be this, get in the moment. Get in the moment. And we're going to really expand on this today. But some of you think you're time travelers, okay? And you're in your past and you're in your future. And what you've got to do is get in the moment. There is a practice and a concept called mindfulness. Mindfulness. Everybody say mindfulness. And let me just go ahead and tell you, I'm going to stay very close to my notes today. I have worked and tried to really craft this message. I have a lot to, to share, and I just want to make sure that I'm clicking right along for the sake of time covering all of this today. So mindfulness is actually active attention on the present. Active attention on the present. It's being fully present. I like to put it this way. Wherever you are, be all there. And see, sometimes we're not. Uh, you know, God gave us five senses, and those senses are to help us not for then and then, but here and now that those five senses help us to actually to enjoy and to experience the, the life and to handle the life that is around us. I have a little saying for vacation or breaks. I tell people to walk slow and breathe deep, you know, because sometimes we're just so scattered with things. A lot of you miss a lot of things. Some of you are missing church right now. You know, you're thinking of other stuff. You're studying the hairdo in front of you. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things going on. But some of you miss meals. No, you're at the table. You got the food on the plate, and it's all there. And you eat it all, and the people are there and everything. But you missed the meal. You missed the meal. You didn't taste it. You didn't smell it. You didn't, you didn't really connect. Why? Because of worry and because of anxiety. How many of you like a good massage now and then? Come on. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've done this before, been, been laying there and thinking about so many other things. I'm missing the pleasure of that, of that moment. And some of you miss vacation. 
You're in the pictures. You got the T-shirt. You're there, not there. You're there, not present. Because you're thinking of this and thinking of that and worrying about that and this and what happened and what might happen. And so we end up missing out. And so mindfulness helps us to just get centered and settled in the moment. It's paying attention to what is going on in the present moment. That you would see and smell and listen and, and, and feel. What is the temperature? Is there a breeze? What do I, what do I smell? Feel the, feel the pressure of your feet on the, on the ground. You're standing. It's called grounding. That you just are, you get in the moment. And that's the moment that you're made for. You're made for that. And our culture constantly is trying to push us out of that. Uh, life, the devil, everything else trying to push us out of that moment. Because then we don't capture the moment. And we don't make of the moment what could be made of that moment. So we need to be paying attention to what is going on in the present moment rather than the distractions of the fears and anxieties and insecurities uh, dealing with your past and dealing with your future. I shared with you last week that depression is worrying about the past. Anxiety is worrying about the future. And when you're in the past and you're in the future, you miss the you miss the present. And so what we have to do is get our head and our heart and our feet in the same place, in the same moment. And the goal is for you to realize that I'm in this moment and God is in this moment. And when I realize that I'm in this moment and God is in this moment, guess what? I'm okay. I'm okay. Maybe y'all didn't hear me today because you were thinking about something else. (laughs) But when I'm in this moment and God is in this moment and I'm aware of it, I'm okay. I'm okay. Amen. Now, worry happens in your mind, your thinking. And you, you could convey much of your worry in words, but it has to do with thoughts. And then beyond that, then uh, anxiety is not so much something you're thinking, it's something you're feeling. And it's in your body. So we've got worry here, and I've got anxiety here. And the worry triggers anxiety. So listen to this. If you can stop worry, you can stop anxiety. If you can stop worry, you can stop anxiety. Now, let me give you the one exception to this, and that is if you're dealing with something chemically in your body that is out of balance, chemically in your mind, chemically in your body that would be out of, out of balance, then get help for that. And there's no shame in that. You know, if I were to ask across here, a lot of people that you, you've gone to a doctor for certain things because you have other things that are out of balance, you know, and it helps you to to kind of normalize. So there's no wrong stigma with getting help and, and getting you there. But in general, in general, and I'm talking about eight out of 10 people here, if you can, if you can stop worry, you can stop anxiety. Anybody glad about that? Well, the Bible talks about it. Jesus talks about it and frequently and strongly urge, now urge isn't the, a strong enough word, order us to not worry. So if Jesus told you to don't do something, then you must be able to not do it. And he didn't just tell you don't do it. He tells us how not to. And so I want to look at that as we go this morning. First of all, the New Testament Greek word that is kind of an umbrella term that carries cares, worry, anxiety, that word actually is defined as this, to divide, rip, or tear apart. So what worry and anxiety and cares of life do is they divide us, they rip us, they tear us apart. 
Interesting to me is the definition of the word also tells what it does to us. Tears you apart. Tears you apart. And it's concern, anxiety is concern over the future. The Psalms call it the bread of sorrows. It is a waste for you to stay up eating the bread of sorrows, worrying about tomorrow. And that's what anxiety is doing. It's worrying about tomorrow. Can I tell you about tomorrow? Are you ready for this? You cannot predict tomorrow and you cannot control tomorrow. You can't control it. You can't predict it. And yet we spend so much of who we are and what is in us worrying about tomorrow. And it tears us apart. You've done that. You've done this. You've been there. We're in the night or in the day. Uh, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? But what, what if they don't do, what if they do this? What if the Democrats and those Republicans and, and we're just back and forth in, in our minds? Are y'all with me? It's on auto replay. It's like a broken record. How many of you know what a record is? Okay. And so this is going on and on and on and just keeps cycling around and cycling around and cycling around. And here's what it does. It tears us apart. And it tears us apart, first of all, in our thoughts and in our brain. And then the way you are wired, sweet ones, is your, your brain then releases chemicals to do certain things. And if it cannot act upon something that is not there, which is your tomorrow then they're released in your body for action, but there is no action to be taken and it begins to rip and tear apart just like its definition. Not only your mind, your brain, your body, and even impacts your soul. We must do something about worry and anxiety. And if we can stop worry, we can stop anxiety. If you're even hopeful today, say amen this morning. Look with me in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. In the Amplified Bible, Jesus simply says this. Do not worry and be anxious. Do not, read it with me. Do not worry and be anxious. He tells us in this passage how to overcome worry. And I'm going to give you the two parts of this. He's going to tell us how to overcome worry. Notable is what I'm about to share with you this morning will not only help you with worry and anxiety. Guess what? It will help you with depression. It will help you with addiction. It will help you with procrastination. You were a little late. You procrastinated on that. I'll help you today. Look in verse 34 in the New International Version. Therefore, do not worry about... Come on, y'all. I know it's three syllables, but you can do it. Let's try it one more time. Therefore, do not worry about... Tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day, everybody say each day. Each day has enough trouble of its own. True or false? True. Now look at it in the New Living Translation. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Jesus said it is wrong to let tomorrow's possible problems tear you apart today. Hear that again. Jesus said it is wrong. It is dangerous. This is why he's saying don't do this. It is wrong to let tomorrow's possible problems tear you apart today. We worry about tomorrow, and guess what? It drains us today. And it drains us of all that God has for us today. Then you're not your best today. And when you're not your best today, it increases worry and it increases anxiety. It increases procrastination. You become more and more inefficient. And you can't handle today 
because you're worrying about tomorrow. And I hear people say that all the time. I can't handle this. I can't handle this. And part of it is you have spread your resources too far. You spread your focus too far. There's no way that you can handle this if you're worrying about tomorrow and worrying about your yesterday. You've got to get into today. And so Jesus gives us remedy for this, and, and it, it, it starts with him contrasting two days. Now, let's contrast these days real quick. Tomorrow, everybody say tomorrow. tomorrow. And let me remind you about tomorrow, okay? You cannot predict it. You cannot control it. The other day that he contrasts with this is today. Everybody say today. Today, Today, and today is all you have. So each day has enough trouble of its own. How many of you know there's going to be some trouble today? Okay, you go, God, I hope not. (laughs) Look me in the eye. Sorry. We're still on earth. We're still in Florida. Somebody's going to tick you off. Some of you look like somebody already ticked you off. (laughs) Something's not going to go just right. On average, 25% of your day deals with unpleasantries. I've told you, you got the sweet little baby. Oh, precious baby. (laughs) Got to change the baby. And then sometimes some bad things happen. Every day, every day, it's, it's just part of it. Every day has trouble in its own. And you know what? Tomorrow's, tomorrow's going to have some trouble. But what we have to do, and here, here is the, the reality, each day has enough trouble of its own. Here's Jesus' answer to worry, part one. I'm going to give you both parts today. Part one is this. You ready? Don't focus on tomorrow. Come on, read it out loud. Don't focus on tomorrow. Here's part one of how you can stop worry. And if you can stop worry, you can stop anxiety. And your anxiety has everything to do with this. And so if I'm focused strong, I'm going to have worry. If I'm focused strong, I'm going to have anxiety. So don't focus on tomorrow. Come on, read it out loud one more time. Don't focus on tomorrow. And you say, well, then I shouldn't plan. No, you should plan. I'm going to talk about planning in just a moment. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about prayer as well because prayer conditions your future. But there's enough to handle today. You've got enough to handle today. The New Living Translation said today's trouble is enough for today. Now listen to me. If you don't get anything else, get these next two big statements I want to make for you today. Tomorrow is not for us today. Tomorrow is not for us today. Listen to me. Tomorrow does not belong to you. Tomorrow was never promised to you, to any of us. It belongs to God. Tomorrow always belongs to God. And tomorrow is in his hands. Jesus said, don't focus on tomorrow. It's not yours. It's not yours. Today, get this, today belongs to you. Only today. God has only given us today. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow may never come. I don't have any guarantee. You don't either. 
I talked to a dear friend this week who has a relative who was just told that he has three to four months to live. All he knows is somebody kind of put a timeline on it. I thought about this. I don't know if I have three to four months. You don't know. We don't know anything about tomorrow. I'm not a doom and gloomer. I'm sure hoping that I have tomorrow and many tomorrows. If I don't, I go to heaven. I go to heaven. Here, hey, and here's the solution to all our political angst. If we could just have a benevolent, all-wise king, that'd be awesome. We'll have that in heaven. Today belongs to us. God has only given us today. God forbids us to worry, to be torn apart about tomorrow and about what might happen tomorrow. Listen to me. Tomorrow you cannot predict and tomorrow you cannot control. Tomorrow and what might happen tomorrow is in his hands. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said this. Give us this day our daily bread. It reminds me that back in Exodus 16, God is taking care of the children of Israel. One of the ways that he provides for them is something called manna, a bread-type food. And he told them this. He gave them very clear instructions on this. He said, you only gather for today. Only gather for today. There was, a, uh, there was an exception for the Sabbath. But he said, you only gather for today. Because if you gathered for more than today, guess what would happen? It would rot. It would stink. And it would make you sick. And guess what? If you focus beyond today, it's going to rot. It's going to stink. It's going to make you sick. So tomorrow is not ours. Today is ours. Today is the only day that we have. And God wants us to live with a full focus on today. Everybody say today. Today. Now, worry and anxiety, that's about tomorrow. That's forbidden. Do not focus on tomorrow because when we do, we fail to enjoy today. We fail to maximize today. We miss today. We miss the meal. We miss the vacation. We miss, we miss handling situations that, that we need to, and it just ratchets up our worry and our anxiety. So let me talk to you quickly about planning. Planning. Everybody say planning. planning. Yeah, you need to know Jesus is okay with planning. Look with me in uh, James chapter 4. Actually, proper thinking and proper planning will reduce worry and anxiety. Proper thinking and proper planning reduces anxiety, but you have to do it without worry. In verse 13 in James, it says, Come now, you who say, now watch this, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and buy and sell and make up a profit. He's just kind of given a a situation. So planning's not not wrong. You just need to plan in a right way in a right fashion. Go to the next verse, if you would. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. You do not know what will happen tomorrow. Oh, I do. I have a good idea what happened tomorrow. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, we're going to such and such. Yeah, well, what if your car don't start? What if somebody took your car? What if Wally World is closed? You don't know. You do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? Watch this. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. What is your life? What is your life? It's a vapor. It's a mist. I was behind a car the other day at a red light, and all of a sudden this giant cloud of smoke came out of their car. 
I thought, they're on fire. I got to go help them. And then just like that, it went away, and I realized they were vaping. And such are you. That's your life. That's your life. We're here, and we're gone. Go ahead to the next verse. Instead, you ought to say, instead of saying tomorrow, this year, we're going to do this, you can plan, but instead, this is how you ought to plan. You ought to say, if the Lord wills. Come on, everybody say, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. You should plan, but you must plan without worry. You must plan with wisdom. You you should plan in such a way that you lay your plans before the Lord. And you lay your plans before the Lord and you say something like this. Lord, to the best of my ability, I'm trying to make plans according to your will. Ask for your help. Ask for your wisdom. Ask for your leading. Ask for your discernment. You are Lord. You are in control. You have tomorrow. You know tomorrow. I'm not even my own. I'm bought with a price. In you I live and move and have my being. Your will be done. Now, now you're ready for tomorrow without worry. Can I ask you the big question? Here's the big question. What is there to worry about if my best plans and my life are in God's hands. Let me ask you, what, seriously, what is there to worry about if my best plans and my life are in God's hands? Then I don't have to worry. Yeah, but what are the Democrats and the Republicans doing? And we're worried about all kinds of things. I've talked to six or seven of you this morning. What are, what are we going to... And it's like, you need to find your seat. (laughs) And I'm going to teach in just a bit. What is there to worry about if my life and my best plans are in God's hands? And so it merits that you plan. And we'll talk more about that later. So Jesus gives us an answer to worry. And he says, do not focus on tomorrow. But watch this. If we're not going to worry about tomorrow... And what are we going to worry about? Because actually, listen, you have a system, you have a mechanism in you that is a concerned system, and you can't turn it off. Biologically, in every way, you cannot turn off this system. It involves limbic system, your amygdala, there's a lot of things in your brain and so forth that you are just wired for this, but wired in a positive way, it helps you to sort things out. What do I really need to pay attention to? Fight, flight, what do I need to do? It helps you with that. It protects you. It helps you. But the problem comes when we focus it wrong. And that's why Jesus said, do not focus on tomorrow. You've got to redirect it. You've got to refocus your concern off of tomorrow because otherwise it tears you apart. You're you're releasing chemicals and you're set for action and there's nothing you can do. I can't predict it. I can't control it. It's not even here yet, but we're, we're releasing. We're setting ourselves entirely for action that we cannot take yet and it tears you apart. And Jesus said, this is what you've got to do. You've got to plan, get your focus off of tomorrow, plan so you can live without worry. And then here we go. Here's part two of Jesus' answer to worry. Focus on today. Come on, everybody say it. Focus, focus on today. That's the key that locks the door to worry. That's the key that opens the door to some peace and efficiency in your life.
You have that built-in system that's, that's going to be focused on something. Don't focus it on tomorrow. Don't focus it on yesterday. Focus it on today. Your time, your energy, your focus, your efforts are to be spent on today. Everybody say today. So don't focus on tomorrow. Yeah, but tomorrow. Plan. Lay it before the Lord. Focus on today. Get in this moment. Because let me tell you something. The instant that your focus goes to tomorrow, you begin to worry you begin to have anxiety, and you need to pay attention to that and keep yourself in check. Tomorrow belongs to God. Everybody say it again. Tomorrow belongs to God. Today belongs to me. Say that. Today belongs to me, and we focus on today. Say that. Focus on today. Focus on today. There's going to be enough trouble today. So be present in today. Be brave today. Be full of faith today. Be full of hope for tomorrow and be full of hope for the rest of today. And be efficient and handle things as they come. Listen to me. You can handle it. He doesn't leave you alone for today. What you've done is you've spread yourself out so much you're just looking everywhere. It's tearing you apart. It's dividing you. You don't have what it takes for today because you're so spread out. And Jesus, my mom used to do this to me. She used to just hold my little face and say, look at me. Look at me. I got a dog right now, awesome dog, best dog we've ever had. But he is so worried about squirrels. He goes from window to window to window. And they're out in our backyard. That's fenced in. That's where we, he goes. And I let him out and he's... We're getting by the screen door, and he's hunkered down. He is ready for action. (laughs) He never catches them, and I make noise so he doesn't. And he's so worried, sometimes he won't eat. Sit down, buddy. If he could talk, I can't. (laughs) I'll draw the blinds. There might be squirrels out there. (laughs) Y'all are laughing at my dog, but that's the way you are. (laughs) So get your focus off the tomorrow. Focus on today. God has given you everything you need for today. You don't even have tomorrow yet. God gave you this incredible gift of today. Come on, everybody, say it today. Today. Concern for tomorrow tears you apart because you can't do anything about it. You solve worry by solving each day's problems one day at a time. Realize this, you're never alone. You're never without help. Even if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with you. He will help you. You'll make it through this. Calmly and confidently, you can handle today. So give it over to God. Get in the moment. Stop focusing on tomorrow. Plan in a godly and wise way. Focus on today. And I started out with this, and I want to end with this. If I can get me and God in the same moment, I'm okay. The reality is he is with me, but sometimes I'm not there. But if I can get my focus, redirect it all, 
into right here and right now and know this, that God is with me. If I could get me and God in this moment, I'm okay. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord. Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.